listening to the Mindful Biz Podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. In this episode, clean beauty brand, Flora Remedia's founder, Maddie Dixon, joins us. Currently based in Melbourne, Maddie has always had a deep connection to the natural world, including the animals and plants that inhabit it. Maddie believes that true natural beauty cannot be achieved without taking care of how you feel on the inside. Her mission, and that of Flora Remedia, is to reconnect women with the natural world and have them feeling and looking their very best. In this episode, we talk about Maddie's journey for launching Flora Remedia, her modeling career, and plans for 2021. for joining us here today. How are you? I'm good, Alison. I'm so excited to chat to you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So you were just saying it's snowing where you are. It's snowing. It's freezing cold. It was, I don't know, this is typical Victorian weather. Um, oh my you know, gosh. The other day and now it's snowing. So I run out and tried to like catch some in my mouth like a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back inside under my doona, trying to keep warm. Oh, my gosh. Is it warm in the house? Like, do you have proper heating? Because we certainly don't here in Sydney. We just walk around saying we're freezing when it's like 21 degrees. It's funny you say that. I used to live in Bondi and I remember when it was winter there, it was the houses just were not made for no. cold weather. And it would, no. Sydney gets cold. Anyway, but yeah. no, here it's fine. Well, we don't dress for it either. Like we, we just no. walk around in summer clothes all year just wondering why we might get a little bit cold. <laughs> true, true. You guys, you're pretty lucky though for the most part. Oh, gosh. So how about you introduce yourself so everyone knows who we're speaking to? Sure. So my name is Maddie. Um, I own a clean beauty company called Flora Remedia. Um, and I'm also, also the author of a book called The Botanical Beauty Hunter, which is uh, due to be released in about three weeks, I think, um, with Heidi Grant. Um, uh, and I'm also starting another uh, beauty company, which isn't quite out just yet, but that will be called The Wild Australia. Wow. When will that launch? Will it be this year? Uh, yes. It's, I mean, as always happens, trying to start new businesses. Yeah. Um, Timelines. Like this time it was a trademark thing. Um, like mm. I had the business all done and ready to go. And then um, a large multinational beauty company trademarked my business name so that I could only use it in Australia, which mm. won't work for me because I want to build something that's international. So I had to kind of change everything and just, you know, it's the, the usual stuff that happens when you're starting yeah. a brand um, and questioning why you're doing it again when everything oh gets so Oh, my gosh. Cool. Yeah. It, it's funny, I think, because once once you establish your brand, a brand, you're kind of like, oh, second time around, it's going to be so much easier. But there's just, there's always challenges and hurdles all the time. Yeah. And usually they're different ones as well. But anyway. <laughs> yes. I'm a little bit more experienced this time. But yes. On my own, trying to do everything, so it's yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh! All right. So before you launched your business, Flora Remedia, what were you doing beforehand? Hmm. So, <laughs> so I finished school and I thought I wanted to be a reporter on sixty minutes. So I went to uni and I started studying uh, a communications degree, uh, and I did a year. And then I thought, um, within which time I'd been approached by. I was doing a bit of modelling and I'd been approached by uh, a number of agencies since I was quite young, but I'd never really wanted to do it. 
But then I learned that you could travel and model and I was like, well, that sounds wonderful. Um, so I put my degree on hold for what I thought would be about six months and yeah. um, I basically went home and packed my bag and uh, I remember the night before I went to Germany and I was just crying in the bathroom. My dad was like, oh, you just, you know, you're going overseas like I, I did when I was your age. And so I was, I think I was 18 or 19 at that time. And I went to Germany for what I thought would be a few months of modeling. And it ended up being six years um, that I was traveling back and forth from Australia to other countries. And then I lived in Sydney, fell in love, traveled some more, then came to Melbourne and um, settled back in here. But essentially for that entire time, I was modeling and traveling. And then uh, the last two years, I finished my degree here in Melbourne. What was the um, travel like? Did you enjoy it? Um, oh, it's so funny, Alison, because being a model and travelling is just not what you expect. So, yeah. for example, the first house that I went to when I when I went to Sydney, I walked in the door and I opened the fridge and they had um, they had all these frozen rats in the fridge and I was like, what? The frozen what? Rats, like literally rodents, and I, and then Are I you walked joking. In. I was hoping that you said rats. Oh no. my god! <laughs> I walked into the living room, oh. and there were fourteen carpet pythons. Like <gasps> there were massive ones that they just had babies. Oh so my there was. And I was god. just like, this is what I'm used to, but whatever. So stuff like I don't know, like the hey, place. Is- this is quite a huge. This is like amazing. So had you actually moved in there, or were you just checking out the house? No, you don't get to check it out when you're oh. a model. Well, they just I put you in there. Like, well, your agency is like, this is where you're going to be living. <gasps> but that stuff happens all. Like it's every really? house I've lived in, like, I mean, probably about 30 houses. And everyone was, something was weird. And it was just funny. Like I've got so many bizarre stories about. Oh, my God. Um, which I are they other with. models that you, they put you in a house with or are they just complete um, randoms? Well, I didn't actually live in model apartments. I lived with other people who were randoms. The only model that I really ever lived with was this guy who I had a huge crush on who moved in next door to me in Germany, in Hamburg, and we ended up living together. And then he went back um, back to Southern Carolina, where he was from. Right. Um, but I never really lived in too many model apartments. I heard a lot of horrific stories and I just figured that that was not for me. Um, so I oh tried to avoid it. Far out. You could write a book just on this. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So so then you eventually ended up back in Melbourne. You went back and finished your degree. Then what happened from there? So I came back to Melbourne and I had what I call my quarter-life crisis where I had a, a very broken heart. My boyfriend had broken up with me in Sydney and I was like, oh, what am I going to do now? And I came to this kind of... Um, big conclusion that the the modeling wasn't going to go forever and then it was like well what what do I want to do and what do I like and who am I because my entire life ever since I was a kid I was just told that I should be a model um and I hadn't really given myself too much of a chance to think of what I really want to be known for or what I'm passionate about so I came home brokenhearted, couldn't get out of bed had a few months just literally lying in bed and then my mum gradually was like okay you've got to like get out of bed start going to the gym with me um so that helped heaps and then I was like 
I guess I kind of turned to to nature a bit. I didn't really have anything else and I was like, okay, I'm just going to let something unfold. Um, and I remember I used to go down to the beach every night and watch the sunset and just kind of try and be thankful for, you know, this, the, the spot that I was at in my life. Um, and then kind of this passion for nature, which I already had. I'd already, um, you know, done a few studies in natural therapies and nutrition and that sort of stuff. Um, but my kind of real passion for wellness and clean beauty and all that sort of stuff really took off from there. Uh, and I guess it's one of those things that at the time I had, I felt like I had nothing to lose yeah. money. So I was like, uh, I may as well just take whatever, you know, money savings that I'm happy to spend um, and create something. Uh, and so I did. And then Flora Remedia was, was the result of that really. And it's still How going now. How many years out. ago did you launch that? Um. It was, it was a slow start because I remember planning it in about 2014, but I probably right. didn't launch until about 2015. Right. Um, and then just gradually, you know, I often feel like in my life it's just like putting one step in front of the other because I don't, like, you know, when you're in your early 20s and you're trying to start a business by yourself, you're not really sure how to do anything and it's literally just Working figuring out, out each step. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Amazing. My gosh. All right, then. So can you now explain to everyone, you know, what is Flora Remedia? Sure. Flora Remedia is my wonderful brand that I love so much. (laughs) It is basically a clean beauty brand and we use essential oils and plant-based oils for beauty. Um, The basis of the brand is not just on outer beauty, but it's also on helping you feel better. So and that's why essential oils are so great because they've obviously got the physical benefits, but then they've got the emotional benefits as well. So that's why I chose to use them and why I love them. Um, I think from working in the beauty industry as a model for, I guess, over a decade now, um, I've certainly learned that um, beauty is not about just having, you know, nice skin or nice hair. Um, you've really, it's it's an emotional thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's kind of a mes- message that I want to, bring to the world um hence why I, I try and yeah really capture that emotional aspect of the oils as well yeah so when you launched you know all those years back like where did you even start oh god yeah um, big question <laughs> I started I loved there's a juice brand um called Orchard Street in uh, Sydney and yeah. I remember I love what they do what they stand <clears throat> for and I love their branding and I found out I did some like investigations and I found out who their um, branding agency was. So then I, that was so long ago now, um, and then I contacted them, told them my idea, said this is what I want to do, and then they kind of put up this quote, um, which would be significantly different these days. Um, But it was, you know, just to get a website and some branding done. So I did that and then um, the first round of products I made at home, which was, this was when I was still living, when I'd come back from, I'd actually been living in Perth, I'd come back from Perth and I was back at my parents' house and um, I had, I remember I used to, I was ordering this liquid and I was making it at my mum and dad's house. (laughs) My poor mum was helping me but I remember I would order like 20 litres of oil and they'd be like, five 20 litre bottles that I'd be trying to like put up onto the table and oh my god <laughs> and to this day every now and then like oil would go all over the floorboards and all over, all over the dining table and I'd just like you know quickly try and mop it up with some towels um 
but yeah, the first lot of products I was making and then gradually like, you know, you find manufacturers and then, um, some cosmetic scientists who can really help you if you need any formulating or safety, um, I guess, knowledge with the products. And then eventually I found, it didn't actually take that long, but I found distributors. Um, and I think that the products, the products are unique because they're roll-ons and they're essential oil based and there aren't many, uh, essential oils that you can buy for beauty purposes in stores that are kind of ready to go and that yeah. don't need it either. Yeah. Um, so the, the distributors were pretty keen to take that on. Um, and I remember when I got a call from the distributor saying that they'd take it, I remember that was the first time that I did my little happy dance and <laughs> every now and then if something really good happens, I just like I do like a five-second dance. It's <laughs> the best thing ever. It's like my little celebration. <gasps> Oh um, my gosh! Yeah. Did did the distribu- distributors do a good job of getting you placed in good, you know, good stockists? Yeah, they 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 did, and they do. I've still got them, um, yeah. but I think that one of the things I didn't have, which I probably should have had uh, a stronger idea of, and I would certainly, uh, well, I'll be taking into my new business, and I would recommend it to anyone who is starting anything. Uh, is to have a strategy and know exactly where you want to be placed and then the ramifications of that. Um, so for me, Flora Media is uh, perfect for like health food stores and pharmacies and places like that. Um, but if I say wanted to be in um, a more premium store, that wouldn't really be an option. You kind of have to start at the top and then you can potentially work your way down. Um, so, yeah, I think the distributors, they do, but it's it's not all their work. You kind of have to call them every now and then and mm. you have to pay for advertising and stuff. So, and, you know, do PR and things like that. It's not like you just build it and they will come. That's the fakest thing yeah. I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, isn't it? Isn't it? I think that there's this real sort of like false, you know, like idea that, you know, if you, if you get everything right, then it will just fly, you know, it will just take off and all the dreams will come true. But you're right. You have, there has to be a strategy. There's got to be a vision um, because without knowing that, you, you need to position the actual product correctly. Yep, exactly. Yeah, right from the outset. My gosh. How many how many products are in your range these days? Well, at the moment I've got the seven oils, uh, the oil range, and then there's about, I think it's seven makeup products as well. Um, the makeup was just a limited edition thing that I just kind of did because I, I, the idea kept coming to me and it stuck with me for a while. Um, making makeup is a different ballgame. It's way more technical. Um, way more expensive um, but it's, I'm still glad I did it I, I do love the products but I'm going to focus on the oil range because I, f- I feel like uh, I don't want to spread myself too thin yeah. and lose focus and the essential oils are just the brand for me so I'm just going to focus on that side of things and um, continue to build that out. How, how many did you launch within the range to begin with out of the oils um, the oils, I had four of the roll-ons, the hair oil, a body oil. Then I had like a lavender pillow spray and then, um, a rose, uh, rose hydrazole, which I can I just, in the morning, every morning I wake up and I spray my face with a rose hydrazole, which is basically like a rose water. Um, and so I have one of them as well, but then again, I just wanted to keep it really focused on, focused on oils. Yeah. So I cut those two 
out. Um, and so the range is how it is today. And then I added the dreaming oil, which um, is kind of like a, a nighttime sleep aid. And that's actually probably the best seller at the moment. Is um, it really? Everyone's having trouble sleeping. <laughs> yes. Yep. And everyone wants like a natural remedy. Um, yeah. And actually everyone's emails from mums that use it on their kids. Mm. I had another one today, um, which is awesome. <laughs> Even That's like, great. Like roll it on their bedding and stuff like that. So, yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what does a typical day look like for you? Is there one? <laughs> there is not a typical day. <laughs> well, at the time that we're recording this, um, I... You're in bed. <laughs> In my bed. I was in the bath at like 11.30 this morning. I actually had like a, a bit of an emotional day um, yesterday and today. Being being from Melbourne and trying to run a business at the moment. Yeah. Oh. COVID, you know, my manufacturer has been shut down. It's, it's really, really, really hard and it's mentally, you know, like my mum called me crying the other day because she just, she can't see me. I haven't seen her for months. Like mm. it's, um, it's all, it's a lot. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a typical day, I mean, for me, there's a few rituals that I always uh, kind of abide to or abide by. Um, so in the morning, I always will have a tea when I wake up. I have a tongue scraper, which is this like little device that you just run across your tongue. It's an Ayurvedic technique. And once you try it, I don't know if you've done it. There's no going back. There's no going back once you've tried them. They're brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then. I've got my computer out. I'll do some emails. I've got to do a post on Instagram at least uh, every day. Um, so, yeah, it's just kind of whatever's, whatever's I mean, I've, my to-do list, I don't think it will ever be fulfilled. Yeah, like same. I've got a book that I write down uh, my to-do list for like the week and then um, I'd be lucky if I can I can chop a few things off that during the mm. week, but it seems to be, especially when I'm trying to start a new brand, Yeah. Um, never ending. <laughs> so... Yes, oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. You know, like just before, um, just before lunch, I went and had an infrared sauna because I was like, I actually just need to just get in that box and switch off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, because it's just so intense. You know, there's never any finishing line, and yeah, I think just with technology, just everything moves so fast, and the workload is just so huge. That you yep. do have to actually just give yourself a break so that you can continue. Yeah, and I think also knowing what those things are for you. So for yeah. me, I mean, it's hard being in Melbourne because you can't actually go anywhere. But for me, if I'm stuck home all day, I would lose my mind. So mm. trying to get out um, and mm. then if you have a bath, like I love baths and adding oils. And um, today I had a little sprig of rosemary in my bath. Um, but, yeah, just, I don't know. Like I would love an infrared sauna and I'd love to be able to go to one. If yeah, open. I know. Um, certainly in the future. Yes, absolutely. So I gather for the next six months then it's all heads down for this new brand. Is that right? Yes, so the new brand is more of a collaborative um, thing. It's between a few people, like I've got a beautiful uh, designer on board. Um, so it's not, I don't feel as alone and there's more yeah. of a strategy. Um, I'm kind of building it towards uh, being certain stores. Um, it's a more premium line. I'm super excited. It's a give back model. Um, it came about because I was sitting uh, by the pool on I don't know, I guess it was New Year's, um, I was on holiday in Byron and I remember thinking and talking to my partner about um, what the hell, 
like how bad I felt and what the hell I was going to do about it um, because of not just nature, but for me, I just love animals and I knew all the animals that were dying, the koalas, all the native animals. We've lost like 70% of our koala population Mm. now. Um, but, and I remember thinking, I love, I love flora, um, and I love what it does for people and what I've learned from it, but I will also want, I just want to be able to give more. Um, and I think that I, I, I just didn't feel like I was contributing enough, uh, or changing the world enough. So this is, is more of a give back model. Um, I'm very lucky to say that I've been able to, come up with a specific message. So for every product sold, I'll be pulling 12 plastic bottles out of the ocean. So that'll be the wow. first call we're working with. Um, I think it's really important to have something specific, like a specific message rather than saying like $2 from every bottle goes to some charity or whatever. Yeah. And it's actually really hard. <laughs> like yes. it's, it's really hard to come up with a specific message that you can prove and be mm-hmm. really transparent on. Um it's really difficult so that took a while but I'm yeah I'm super excited for the new brand and obviously I'm working on flora and I'd love to release some new products for that as well so and then you know there's the book coming out as well so there's certainly a few I've got my fingers all the pies oh my and- gosh my gosh there's a lot going on that's just so typical for business owners these days though like everyone's just oh, got you know, because I think once you get that first business going, you realise, gosh, you really are capable of doing so much and you get more ideas, more opportunities become available and a lot of people then just start taking the plunge. You know, like so many people have multiple businesses now. Yeah, totally. And I think for me, um, a little bit selfishly, it's really about like, okay, what, how, like how do I want to be remembered and what can I give? Um there's plenty of products. The truth is, I think this is really important. There are so many products out there already, but um, how do you really create a brand that's got value? Um, and for me, obviously, the way that I see that is through through a give back model. Um, and it's totally about because I guess like all business learners, all business owners learn from their first business, and they're like, oh, I could apply that to the next mm-hmm. one too. Like you've got this catalog of stuff that you want to be able to utilise and change yeah. in the and see, you know, how far you can push yourself, I guess. Yeah. Oh, exciting. So where can everyone find Flora Remedia? So, well, um, floraremedia.com, so that's F-L-O-R-A-R-E-M-E-D-I-A.com um, overseas or .com.au for Australia. Um or the Instagram is at flora underscore remedia. Um, and then chat to me though. I want to hear from people. I yeah. would love to, one of the things I want to do this year, and this has come out of COVID um, because we're not allowed to see anyone here in Melbourne. Uh, I would, I want to, I don't know, chat to more business owners. Um, so you can do that via my Instagram, I guess would probably be the easiest way for us to connect, which is maddy.daisy, M-A-D-D-Y.daisy. Um, and I would love to hear from anyone. Amazing. Maddie, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thanks, Alison. So good to chat.